How do I hear from God? Have you ever thought, if God would just speak to me, I would know what to do? I think most of us would say, I want God's plan for my life. I want God's will for my life, but I just need to hear the voice of God tell me what that is. I think it's so relevant to all of us, and I'm here to tell you today that God does speak. God speaks to his children. We're actually in a series called Sound On, Unmuting the Voice of God, and really this is just the start of an entire year that we are theming around the Word of God. We're theming around growing deeper in God's Word, growing deeper in discipleship, taking next steps in our spiritual maturity. And we're starting with this because we know that God's voice and God's Word is paramount in the life of a Christian. And everything that we do that's fruitful in the Christian walk is a byproduct of knowing and hearing and heeding to the voice of God. Did you know that God speaks to us actually all the time? Now, there's a lot of people that would say, well, God doesn't speak to me, or I don't hear from God, or I heard him once, and I was privileged to do so. And we kind of think of ourselves as less than, and God is a whole lot greater than, and that's true. But we use that sort of as a dichotomy in our minds and say, well, God could never talk to me. But the fact is, is that God loves you, and he died for you so that he could actually speak to you, and you'd be connected to him enough to hear his enough to hear his voice. Did you know that there are TV waves and radio waves and Wi-Fi signals all around you right now, but you can't see them? But if you tune in the right way, you can hear, see, and know a lot of information that you didn't know otherwise. And God's voice is like that. He's speaking to us all the time. He's all around us. And the question is, is are we listening? Are we tuned in? And over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about the voice of God. We're going to talk about how to position ourselves to hear the voice of God. That's important. We're going to talk about how to know if, if what I just heard is God's voice. Is that, was that God? Did I just hear the voice of God? How do I know that? We're going to talk about how to act on God's word once we know that we've heard the voice of God. Today, we're going to be focusing on how God speaks. There's different ways that God speaks. Uh, I don't anticipate that I will t encapsulate every way that God speaks. I certainly don't want to put God in a box, but we're going to talk about some of the ways that God speaks. I heard someone say recently that when you talk to God, we call that prayer. When God talks to you, we call that schizophrenia. We, we just we don't feel like it. We can hear from God. It almost sounds weird in today's world, but God does speak. In fact, Job chapter thirty-three verse fourteen says it very plainly: God does speak. Sometimes one way, sometimes another even though people may not understand it. The, this is God's word. The problem is not that God isn't a talker. The problem is that God has run out of things to say to you. Sometimes I think the issue is that we're not good listeners. Even though we want to hear from him, even though we know that we need to hear from him, we would all say that those two things are true, but sometimes there seems to be a disconnect in us actually hearing from God. And so today I want to talk about five ways that God speaks. Again, these aren't the only ways that God could speak. Um, or is anybody ever or like me that you ever would say, I wish God would just write it in the sky so I could see it? I mean, God is all-powerful, all-knowing. He took enough time to number the hairs on my head. He spoke the world and all creation into existence with his words. 
why doesn't he just send me a text? You know, we, we, we just wish we could get that clear uh, image from God. But I, I think sometimes, maybe you're like me, I'm so slow, I probably wouldn't get it if he etched it on my forehead because I just, how important is hearing from God? And I sometimes think that we're, we're looking for God to speak to us in the natural ways, that just like we see here in the concrete world. But in fact, God's more interested in speaking to you in an eternal way in your spirit. And sometimes if we try to think in our spirit through the lens of our humanity, sometimes we miss God. And so I want to talk about a few ways that God speaks and and, uh, but before I do that, I want to talk about the importance of it. Why is it important that we value God's voice in our lives? Number one, hearing God's voice assures me that I'm in God's family. Now, I, I feel like I need to clarify something. You need to hear me. You have to know God in and through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't know him any other way. My point is, is that hearing his voice is regular proof that I have a relationship with him. Because every relationship is based on dialogue, and the Christian uh, relationship is just that. It's a relationship. It's me talking to God and God talking to me. And if you never hear God's voice, then it's probably a sign that you need to check up on your relationship with God. If your spouse or your best friend just kind of stopped talking to you, that's a, a warning that, hey, something's wrong. And we typically try to start the conversation back up. Why? Because dialogue is an important part of a relationship. It's the same with God. John 10, verses 14, Jesus said this, I'm the good shepherd, and I know whose are mine. And my sheep, they know me. They hear my voice. This was a time in life and in that culture back then where uh, agriculture and shepherding was two major occupations, and so Jesus would often use this as kind of illustrations. Uh, a sheep knows the shepherd's voice. In fact, there were thousands of sheep in a given area, and shepherds would let them roam freely, and they would intermix, and, and they may cross a road where two um, uh, groups of sheep would come together, and the shepherd would have a unique call. And his the tone of his voice, he would say this one call, and all his sheep would like almost like... Tetris. They would just come out and form and just come right to the shepherd. And so when Jesus said this to the people, he was saying that my voice is distinct, and those who are mine, they know me. They know my voice, and I know them. There's this myth that God only talks to pastors, or he only speaks to super saints. And, and maybe you would say, well, pastor, you're close to God, and I know a couple of people that are a whole lot further along than me. Of course, God's going to speak to you. But the fact is, is Jesus called himself a shepherd. And he said, we're his sheep, brothers and sisters in Christ who believe in him. And when we're that close to him, he says, we know his voice, and he knows our voices. When my kids call me, they don't have to introduce themselves over the phone. Well, hello, Dad. This is Carson Barbado. I just, I know who it is. Why? Because I know what his voice sounds like. And it's the same with me. When I call him, he, he knows my voice. I think it's interesting that not only do they know my voice, but they know my tone. And I have several tones, right? And they, they know what's happening based on the tone that I use. I can call up the stairs and I can say one word several different ways. But if I say it with a certain tone, they know whether they're in trouble or not, you know? I remember my dad. I could tell if we were in trouble by the way his keys jingled on his hip as he ran up the stairs. I just knew whether whether I was supposed to run to him or, or run away. <laughs> the longer you're a Christian, the more you should know and recognize the voice of God. Why? Because of the relationship that you have with him. You should know the voice of God. 
Hearing his voice lets me know that I'm in his family when we hear his voice and we know it regularly in and through Christ Jesus. Hearing his voice also protects me from mistakes. This is a valuable, uh, it's, it's value. Why should we hear the voice of God? Well, his voice helps protect me from mistakes. I just need to be blunt. If you'll listen before committing to choices, God will warn you and your life will be easier. If you think you want to go a certain way, if you'll stop and listen to God's voice before you actually decide, it may or may not be the right way to go, but he'll let you know that. And your life will be easier. Job 33, uh, verses 17 and 18, I love the, the Living Bible translation. It says that God speaks, causing them to change their minds. Going one way, but hearing God's voice and going another. Keeping them from pride. Warning them of the penalties of sin and keeping them from falling into some trap. When do we get those benefits? When we listen to the voice of God. Have you ever been in the process of making a decision and the door just slammed right in your face? Like figuratively, like the, 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 the possibility of that happening just kind of falls through, and maybe you got mad or maybe you got confused and then later realized that, hey, this is God closing the door, and when you hear his voice saying that, hey, this is me, you stop pushing you stop trying to push that door, and your life just becomes so much easier. And then you realize that you're so glad he shut that door because I didn't want that anyway, and I didn't know it then, and, and now I'm thrilled. When, when you let God help you, there will be fewer mistakes in your life. And, and hearing from God helps protect you from those mistakes. So what we can conclude with both of those things is that the value added is hearing God's voice is the secret of a productive life. Jesus said it this way in John 15, 5, If a person remains in me and I remain in him, then he produces much fruit. I love how he says much fruit. It's not going to be just a, a few things that are productive in your life, but your, your whole life will be productive. He later adds in another part of the, of the Gospels that it's fruit that lasts. It's fruit that will stay with you. It's fruit that will last into eternity. It says he produces much fruit. Here's the other part of that. But without me... He can do nothing, not a zip. And I think sometimes that's countercultural because we think, well, we can do some things without God. We can certainly can't do some things without, but I can do things without God. Yeah, well, you can do something. You might be able to build a big building. You might be able to build a house and things, but buildings fall. You, you may be able to make a name for yourself, but names fade. You may be able to make a lot of money, but money gets spent. Maybe we should say it this way. We can't do anything of eternal value without Christ. And we need to hear the voice of God. If you don't get anything else today, get this. The more you depend on God's leading, the more productive your life is going to be. And the voice of God is critical in that. In fact, spiritual maturity is hearing God's voice and learning to depend on it. I need to let you hear that again because I want it to sink in. Spiritual maturity is hearing God's voice and learning to depend on it. So we hear that, we hear the value, and we say, okay, well, how does God speak then? I'm so glad you asked. God spoke uh, through some pretty strange ways in the Bible, and it's, it's pretty interesting. God spoke through a burning bush that didn't burn. You remember when he did that with Moses? Uh, I burned a Christmas tree in my yard one time, and that definitely burned. <laughs> in fact, it burned the neighbor's yard too. Uh, God didn't speak, but the fire marshal did. It was a good time. He spoke through a burning bush. God spoke to Israel through a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. He spoke them. He even spoke through a donkey 
one time. It's just some interesting ways that God speaks. There are five more common ways, I guess, that we hear him speak today. Um, These are ways that we see throughout history. God can certainly speak any way he wants, as much as he wants. He's God, and we're never going to put God in a box, right? Because God is God, and we're mere human beings. But if we look back over history and we dig into his word, we can see some some ways that God speaks. So I'm going to I'm going to give these to you, not in order of priority, but maybe order of expectation, okay? Uh, We know that God speaks rarely with an audible voice. Rarely with an audible voice. We know God can speak with an audible voice. We know God has spoken with an audible voice. In Exodus 33, verse 11, uh, the Bible says that inside the tent, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I I can say this up front. I've never heard God speak audibly, like actually with my ears. I've been in light stages of sleep and and heard God speak, but I was was kind of in the light stages of sleep. I've never been up like this and heard God from a booming thunder. Uh, I only know one person in my entire life. Uh, In fact, it was after the first service today, I gave this same talk, and someone came up to me and said, he told me the story of how one time they heard God speak audibly to them. And so the, the first message I said, I've never heard, I don't know anyone personally that's ever heard audibly God speak, but I heard one person say they have today. Um, but it's rare enough, I can say, don't sit around waiting for it. God speaks. He certainly can speak audibly, but it's rare enough, I would say, don't sit around waiting for God to thunder down and speak to you audibly. It happens rarely. Occasionally, God speaks through dreams. Now, this is an interesting one because sometimes when we think we're dreaming, well, nothing makes sense when we're dreaming, but, but occasionally God does speak through dreams. In fact, Job 33, verses 14 through 16, uh, it says, God speaks again and again in dreams. When sleep falls on men as they lie on their beds, he opens their ears and gives them wisdom and instruction. God can speak to you while you're sleeping. Isn't that interesting? For some, it's the only time our mind isn't racing. For others of us, it's, it's the only time that our mouth isn't moving. And I think for all of us, it's, it's the one time that we can say that we are completely undistracted and we're completely relaxed. God can certainly speak to us while we're dreaming. And I'm not saying that every dream is from God because sometimes we can wake up and we feel something deep and it was a movie that we watched that was really weird or it was a bad pizza that we ate and we have indigestion and we think God's speaking to us because we have this really weird dream. Uh, But he does speak through dreams at times. There's so many examples in the scriptures that talk about it. And I want you to think about this. When you go to sleep, your body, your physical body rests. Your physical body shuts down. But your spirit doesn't sleep. Your spirit is awake. Did you know that? Your spirit is the one part of you when you go to heaven that is going to last forever. It's actually in you right now. Uh, You're not a body that has a spirit. You're a spirit moving around that God breathed into you that happens to have a body. And so when you go to heaven, your spirit is going there. So your spirit is here with you now. It's the part that God speaks to, and it doesn't sleep. And so when you're sleeping, your spirit is awake, and God can certainly speak to you while you're sleeping. Be open to it. He does it occasionally. Be open to it. Well, how do I do that? Well, after you go to bed, uh, professionals say that the, the last things that you think about before you go to bed is typically what you'll dream about if you dream. So right before you go to sleep, just begin praying. God, maybe think about what you're dealing with and say, Lord, how would you have me handle this particular situation? And I'm not saying make anxiety part of your routine going to bed as you think about everything that's troubling you. 
But I'm saying as you rest in God, knowing that he could speak to you tonight, say, Lord, I'm open to hear your voice on how you'd have me handle myself, how you have me handle this particular thing. I'm not sure if you want to speak to me tonight, but if you do, I'm open to it. And then go to sleep thinking about the Lord, resting in him. Uh, don't misunderstand. Again, hear me say, most dreams are your subconscious reorganizing thoughts. And that's why they're so weird, because you have thoughts of old, thoughts of new, and you're, they're kind of mixing together, and, and sometimes dreams can just be, be weird. But, but God does speak this way occasionally. And I'll say this, if you wake up and you feel way down deep that whatever you just dreamed has some significance to it, most of the time, it's not outright. Sometimes it has to be interpreted, or you have to pray about that thing and let God give you clarity. But if you feel that, hey, I had a dream, and I feel like it might be from God, write it down immediately. Keep your phone by your bed. Just record it. Do whatever you have to do, but write it down, because the longer you're awake, the less details that you're going to remember. And sometimes if God is speaking to you in those dreams, you can go back and begin to pray over what you wrote down, and God will begin to be clear to you if that's really him or if it's not. I would suggest that dreams alone are an unreliable source of wisdom because they do have to be interpreted accurately. Uh, so don't depend on them, but don't rule them out either. Got it? So when, when God speaks, he, he rarely speaks audibly. He occasionally speaks through dreams, and he sometimes speaks through an impression, not an impersonation, <laughs> an impression, a thought, uh, your thought life is so important to God. I heard a quote once that said that God speaks through your thoughts as you think things out in his presence. As you begin to think through your life, think through your circumstance, through the lens of Scripture, in God's presence, he'll begin to speak to your thoughts. Jesus said it like this in John 14, 26, but the helper, say the helper, the helper will teach you everything and will cause you to remember everything that I told you. In your mind, this helper is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. The Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to be active and to teach you and to help you remember what Jesus said. He has an active role in your thought life. Uh, we can agree that we get all kinds of ideas from different places, can we? Sometimes you're just sitting there and an idea will pop in your head. Sometimes it's the most successful idea that you've ever had and you act on it and life changes for you in a good way. Sometimes it's the dumbest idea you've ever had, and you've got to filter that thing out of there. But we can agree that we all get these ideas all the time, just, just pop in our head. Sometimes they're from God himself. Um, and, and you ever really want to know where those ideas come from, like the strange ones? Sometimes I look at one of my kids, and, and I'm thinking, where in the world did you come up with that? Like, that's, that's got to be the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Um, but the fact is, is that God will sometimes use your thought life to interject ideas into your thoughts. And it's so important. And sometimes it, it gets confusing because we have a thought or an idea and we go, did I just hear from God? Like, is, am I crazy? I've thought of some stupid stuff, some crazy things, but did I just hear God say something to me? And it's so important that we're going to be spending an entire Sunday in a couple of weeks talking about just that. What do I do if what I think I just heard is from God? Did I just hear from him? Because we get ideas from lots of places. And God will speak through an impression, through a thought in your mind. Uh, a couple of extremes that I want to caution you about. Um, one is rationalism. This is the, the far, this side of the extreme base where it says that God doesn't speak at all. In fact, you think you heard from God, but really you didn't. We rationalize everything. God doesn't give people ideas. God's not speaking. He's silent. He's uninvolved. You just thought you made that up. 
in this extreme, this rational extreme, it won't even consider the fact that God speaks at all. And then there's the complete other extreme. It's, it's mysticism. It's every thought I have is from God. Thank the Lord that's not true because I have some crazy thoughts sometimes. Every thought is from God. Every, every wind of teaching that I hear, everything that feels good is from God. And a lot of times people on this extreme, they always have a word from the Lord. God told me this. God told me that. God is saying this. God is saying that. And I just need you to hear every feeling is not from God. Every thought that you have has to be tested. It has to be filtered. And I just need to be honest with you. When someone comes to you and says what they're feeling is from God and they have not run it through the filter of God's word, it's manipulation. You need to hear me loud and clear. Someone's opinion about a feeling they have, just because it appears to be godly, may or may not be from God. And the filter that they need to run it through is not their past, their history, their opinion, because it, once again, they're a, a human, the filter that they need to run it through is the Word of God. And if it hasn't been run through that filter, it can very easily be a manipulative tactic by somebody who thinks they hear from God. And honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I feel sorry for both extremes. I feel sorry for the rational side of our minds that say that, you know, we don't hear from God at all because they live their lives missing the benefit and the value of God's voice in their lives, and they end up alone. Uh, then I feel bad for the other side of things, the people that think that every single impression is from God. God said this. God's every. It's like I can't, I can't even see a green leaf on a tree without thinking that God's saying something through it. Certainly God can speak through things like that. But people that don't filter through it God's word, they end up making a lot of mistakes. And every feeling they have, they act on it, and they say it's God, and God ends up getting blamed for lots of things that they do, and they wind up disillusioned. And honestly, they give God a bad name. And what I'm here to tell you is don't live on either of those extremes without having and enjoying balance. How do I do that, Pastor Ryan? How do I know? Well, here's the, here's the quick litmus test. Always test impressions by the Word of God. Always. Did I say always? Always. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says this, Prove all things. Test all things and hold fast to that which is good. We're going to talk about that more in a minute. But what we need to know right now is that God rarely speaks audibly. He occasionally speaks through dreams. Sometimes he speaks through impressions. And I just want to take this opportunity to say this again. God could begin speaking audibly today to all of us, and that just be what he does and, and wipe out some of these uh, words rarely, occasionally, sometimes, just right off the map. But what we've observed over time is that he rarely speaks audibly. He occasionally speaks through dreams, sometimes speaks through impressions. Number four, he often speaks through his children. God uses his children to speak to his children. You ever know that? You ever had somebody in your life speak to you a word of God that comes from the Scripture and it's very timely and gets you through a hard time or encourage you in the word of God? He will often speak through another Christian in your life. He uses his children to speak to his children. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 10 and 11 says that, that Jesus died for us so that whether we're awake or asleep, in other words, if we're alive on this earth or whether we're dead in the body but alive with him, we can live together with him. Therefore, that's a turn in the, in the conversation, because of that, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you're doing. How do you encourage each other and build each other up? In the Lord. 
<laughs> I can't encourage you on my opinion about what you're going through because that may or may not help you. But if I encourage you in the Lord, if I encourage you in the Word of God, if I build you up according to what God says about you, then I know that's not just going to last for this lifetime, but it's going to last for another one. It's an eternal value you give somebody when you build them up and encourage them in the Lord. Have you ever been in a large crowd, maybe a church service just like this or, or somewhere else where somebody's speaking the Word of God and there, it seems like the person that's talking is talking directly to you? So many of you come up after me, after church, to me sometimes and say, man, that was for me. Thank you for, for speaking that word. Well, of course, it's not me. It's, it's the Lord. And sometimes you sit here, and, and I'll sit in, in situations, and I think, man, that person's been reading my emails. Like, they, they, they've been a fly on the wall in my house. Like, how did you know? Pastor Jim tells a story one time where a man who uh, wasn't a Christian, his wife had been inviting him to church, and he finally came, and he spoke a message, and he came up to him afterward livid. Like, he was mad. Like, my wife told you everything about me, and you put that message together just for me, didn't you? You know, he was so mad, and he, he said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm Pastor Jim. <laughs> who are you? And, and he begins to say his name, and, and he said, no, i I got to be honest with you. We, we plan our services out a long time in advance, and it was at the beginning of the year. We planned this day. We were going to preach this message. God couldn't believe it. Have you ever been sitting in a service like that, and you think, man, this is happening? Man, it feels like God's talking directly to me. Well, newsflash, he is. Like, God uses his children to talk to his children. He speaks through his children. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, Paul was talking to the church there. He said, look, we, we speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, especially expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Every week, as pastors of this great church called The Bridge, we get together, and, and part of what we do is we pray, as we're preparing, and we say, God, you know who's going to be there. You, you know who you've prepared to be here. You know what they need to hear. God, help me to remember what I need to remember, and, and please help me to forget what I need to forget. I want your voice to be what is heard. Are you saying, well, Pastor Reiner, are you saying God speaks through you? Yeah, I'm saying that. And I'm saying this, he wants to speak through you too. As his children, as a believer, he wants you to hear his voice and filter it through his word and speak and encourage and build each other up in the kingdom of God. Oftentimes, it's, it's like this, but, but probably more often than not, it's one-on-one. -on -one. I can't tell you the amount of people in my life over the years that have come up to me and said, I just need to, to tell you what I feel like God's, God's laid on my heart to tell you. And it's filtered through the Word of God, and it's a timely word. And it has encouraged me to take next steps and to get through difficult times. When you get an impression to build and comfort and encourage and maybe send a card or call somebody, you have no idea the impact that that's going to have on their lives because you're just thinking about the word or the, the encouragement or the phone call, the actual act, and what God's doing is something a whole lot deeper in their spirit because his voice is speaking through you into a place that you could never reach. God speaks often through, through his children. God always speaks. He always speaks. He always, 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 always. Did I say always? <laughs> he always speaks through his word. Wouldn't it be great if he spoke through television? WGOD, God TV. Tune in next week. Find out what to do next. It'd be great. But he doesn't. He always speaks through his word course, there's people on TV that speak his word, but 
all those things that we mentioned, you can always, 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 always go back to the Word of God to hear His voice because He always speaks through it. 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul's talking to a young pastor named Timothy. He's giving him instruction on how he's supposed to teach the church. And he says, Timothy, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Say all Scripture. It, it encompasses all of it. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. He's saying everything that you need in your life, every relevant thing, that you, it's wrapped up in the Word of God. Everything that you need to hear about God's voice is always going to be wrapped up in, his, in God's Word. It's given by the inspiration of God. It's not just a book of ideas. It's not just a book of man's, some really good men, their opinion about God. It's not that. It is literally breathed out by God. The, the Greek word there, it's a long word, but it's, it's kind of two words together. The first part, theo, means God. The second part means breath or air. It's literally saying, and by the way, this is the same word that talks about God breathing life into things. The word of God is literally breathed out by God. It's alive. When God speaks, things happen. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When God said, let there be waters and an expanse in the sky, like literally can you imagine just oceans forming and, and moving and shifting? When God speaks a word, life begins to happen. That's why Jesus said, I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Like literally I live by the breath and the word of God. And we have this word that he has, he's given us that we have access to, if you want to hear the voice of God, he always speaks through his, through his word. It comes from his very essence. God inspired men to write it. God superintended the process of translation, but it's a trustworthy book. It's the only book that has survived centuries of persecution by evil people that wanted to eradicate it from the earth, but yet it survived. I don't have time to get into the inspiration of the Bible and its history, but it's, it's a miracle. Only God could have done that. And I'll just throw this in for free. It's the best-selling book of all time. It, nothing comes close to the Word of God. Um, and today you need to know that it's the number one way that God speaks. Why, why is that so important? Well, it's important because if you want to hear the voice of God, you've got to know His voice. If you want to hear the voice of God for your life, which I think we all would say, God, I, I want to hear your voice and what you want me to, well, you have to know his word. So it's important to spend time with it. In fact, I will say this, if, if you think God is speaking to you in any of those other ways, if you think you heard an audible voice from God, or if you think that, you know, God spoke to you in a dream, or someone came to you and said, this is from God, and you know this person, and they seem like they know what they're talking about. Or, or, or maybe uh, there's a thought that you have that you thought, hey, is this from God? Filter it through the Word of God. Always bring it back to the Word of God. It may be a Word of God. It may not. But God always speaks through His, through his Word. The voice of God will never contradict the Word of God. I need you to write that down, remember it, say it with me, so you know this going forward in life. The voice of God will never contradict the Word of God. There's so many people that I've seen over the years that have come up to me and said, I feel like God's telling me to do this. And I look at their life, and it seems like a good idea because of what they're going through, but I know because of the Word of God, it completely contradicts what God said. 
And I go, well, have you looked at this scripture? Well, no, but this is what I really feel down deep. Well, the voice of God will never contradict the word of God. So you can call it something else. You can say you thought of a kind of a cool idea, but you can't say God said it. Because God rarely, sometimes, occasionally, in my experience and experience of Christians all over the world, have heard, seen God's voice in those things. But he always speaks through his word. And if you want to know for sure that it's God's voice, then go back to his word and he will reveal it to you. It's so important to spend time each day reading God's word because everything that he says is backed up in his word. And it's not just some history book that you read to kind of get an idea of it. It's relevant to literally every problem that you're sitting here right now knowing that you have. Everyone. I was having a conversation after the first service with somebody who was going through some, uh, they were talking about their job, and, and they say, I, I know the Bible doesn't specifically mention my place of work in the Bible. <laughs> like, it's just going to say, thou shalt, and then mention my place of work, and it's going to pop out at me. But I want you to know that as you read God's Word, He loves you, and He will bring to your mind and bring to your heart as His Word jumps off the page, and you'll know. And you'll be able to know, is this a godly thing? that I'm thinking of doing? Or is this, is this God's will for my life? It'll, it'll show up in his word. I wish I could just sit here and tell you verbatim how he does it, but man, how, how do you describe God speaking in a whisper <laughs> to your heart? I mean, it'll be backed up in his word. He'll reveal it to you. When you read it in its context and when you read it in the intended way that it was meant to be received because it was written in that way. You know, there's no excuse for us not to know God's word. And if I could say this to you lovingly as your pastor, we live in a part of the world and in a time where the Bible is the most accessible thing on that we have. I mean, most of you've got at least one or two Bibles in your house collecting dust, um, and it's on the Internet. All over, you, you can even download a podcast and have somebody read it to you. I mean, this, this is how literally how accessible the word of God is. Somebody told me recently that they're doing contract work in um, Iraq, and it's literally illegal. If it's not Muslim, it's illegal to bring anything of any religious value whatsoever into that country. There are people dying, literally being killed because they have a Bible. I was listening to somebody talk recently, and they were saying there's this underground church, and they, the part of the world that they live in, they don't have access to the Bible at all. And because of some missionaries, very secretively, they've been able to get pages of a Bible, not even a whole chapter or just a page ripped out of a Bible. And it's kind of scattered throughout the church, and they'll sit there and read that little page, and they'll memorize it. And they'll, just, they'll, they'll cling to it, literally facing death if they got caught with it. But it's the life-giving Word of God, and they value it so much, and God begins to speak, and it becomes the most valuable thing to them in their life. They clutch it, and they're willing to die for it. And then when the church meets in secret, they'll, they'll exchange them, and I'll get this one, and now you take that one, and they'll memorize it again. Why? Because it's more than just a book. It's more than just words on a page. It is the life-giving Word of God, and I need it to survive. If I'm going to be close to God, I need to know his word. And I want to ask you, is it as important to you as it is to somebody like that? 
Is hearing God's voice so important to you that you're willing to abandon every other thing just to know it? You're willing to wake up earlier if that's what you have to do. Or if you're a night owl, hey, I'm willing to, to sacrifice some time watching Netflix to get into the Word of God because while Netflix is entertaining and, hey, I'm a fan, it's not going to get me to heaven and it's not going to allow me to hear the voice of the Almighty God in my life. Am I going to take the time this year to grow in God and hear his voice? And it's not just some optional thing so that I can be what we call a better Christian. God's word and his voice is alive, and it produces something in you. And it, it gives you the capability to overcome every obstacle that you face. If you have relationship issues, if you're having issues with anger because of something someone did to you, the voice of God will speak through his word and change you. It is applicable. It is relevant. And God is willing and able to speak into your life. This year, together as a bridge, as a church, the Bridge Church as a whole, all of our locations, we're going on this journey. We're reading the Bible in a year, and we're providing this Bible uh, yearly Bible reading plan. And it's on our app. You can get it on the app if you download the, the Bridge NC app. And you can go down to the bottom, and it says reading plan. We want you to be a part of that. This is just a tool that we want to put in your hands to say, hey, get into God's Word. Get into God's Word. And we have a bookmark that we want to give you. Not today. They're not ready yet, but they'll be ready in a couple weeks on the 19th. It's a snazzy bookmark. It just has our, our kind of anchor graphic on there for the series. But the purpose of that is for you to read your Bible. And when you put that bookmark in there, I want you to remember that, hey, there's some other people in your church family that are doing the same thing. And we're all in this together. We're going to be giving those out in a couple weeks. Make sure you grab it. You're here on the 19th to get it. But the bigger picture is this. If you want God to speak to you this year, then you need to be getting into the book that he wrote you. His voice is clear. And he wants to speak to you. I want you to get that. I want you to get that as we close. God wants to speak to you. Because I think we spend a lot of our time going, I don't know if God wants me or not. God wants to speak to you. He's the God of the universe, but yet he wants to speak. Psalm 29 says that the voice of the Lord is powerful, that the voice of the Lord is majestic, full of majesty. And get this, Jesus died for you so that you would be able to hear it. God wants to speak to you. Will you give yourself to him? Will you value his word? And will you dig into it to hear his voice? What should our response be? Hebrews 3 15 says this, today, if you hear God's voice speaking to you, do not harden your heart against him. That's our response. If you hear God's voice speaking to you, don't harden your heart against him. And maybe for some of you in the room or maybe some of you listening online today, the, the voice of God calling to you is, I'm not the Lord of your life and you need to choose me. Because before you can hear the voice of God, you have to have a relationship with him. And who all, he's always calling. He's always pulling you in. And maybe you feel that call today. And maybe you're saying, God, help me with this or help me with that. God's number one priority for you is always going to be a relationship with his son, Jesus, because it's in Jesus Christ you have all things. And maybe he's calling you today, have a relationship with me. Maybe that's the relationship that you need to fix first. And we would hear his call and, and say, yeah, I don't want to harden my heart. I hear your voice. I don't want to harden my heart to you today. If that's you, would you just pray this prayer with me? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for everybody in the room. But maybe that's you today, and, and we can just pray this prayer together. And you can mean it in your heart, and God hear you. God, I need you. 
I'm not worthy of you by myself. I'm not perfect. In fact, your, your word even says, David said, I was sinful even in the womb. I, I was born into this life of sin. I'm tempted all kinds of different ways, and I've given in much more than I'd like to admit. I'm not perfect, and I'm not worthy of a perfect God, and I'm not worthy to get into a perfect heaven because I'm not perfect, and my good enough could never be good enough for perfection. You knew there was a gap, and you sent Jesus Christ here, and he came willingly, and he lived and overcame every temptation that I've given into. He lived sinlessly, was perfect. And the Bible says the wages of sin, the cost is death. It was my cost, but Jesus paid it for me. He went to a cross and bled his pure blood, innocent, for me. And that was the sacrifice for me. I believe in that. He really died, and I believe he was really risen from the grave. He's alive today. And if I'm going to be worthy in your sight, God, I'm going to, I'm going to stop trying to make it on myself. I'm, I'm, stop, I'm going to stop trying to earn it. But I'm simply going to believe in the work, the finished work of Jesus Christ. And believe in faith that he is who he said he was and that he died for me. Now when I, one of these days I'm going to get to heaven, a perfect heaven with a perfect God. And the perfection of Jesus Christ is going to be on me. I don't know how all of it works. I wish I could describe it, but I believe it and have faith. And I believe you're going to show me how to walk out the rest of my days here. In Jesus' name. Lord, for everybody else in the room or those listening online, Father, that may already have a relationship with you and, and everyone that just prayed that prayer, we commit ourselves as a church, Lord, to hear your voice this year. And we know we can't hear your voice without knowing your word. And so we commit to your word. You always, always, always speak through your word. Lord, I believe that there's situations in here, there's, there's problems that are represented in our church as individual families that your voice, your word will change. There's power in it. I believe that there's jobs that, that need to be uh, occupied. There's finances that need to be fixed. Lord, there's relationships that need to be restored. There's pain, Lord, that needs heal, healing. There, there's hearts that are broken, Father, that need peace. Lord, I believe your word is alive, and I believe your word is the answer. I believe your voice and your leading is the answer to literally every problem we face on this planet. Help us to value your word, not just as a good book or as a Christian thing to do, so to speak, but as life, our, our actual life. We need the inspired, God-breathed word. And I believe as we seek it that way, your word says that when we seek you, we'll find you. And those that find you find life in favor from you. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Can we say amen together?